Let's dig into Captain Marvel. I'm going to give you my full opinion, unedited. I went into this film a little bit with some trepidation. I, I, I never disliked Captain Marvel, but I've never been a huge fan of the Carol Danvers version of the character. To tell you the truth, I wasn't a fan of the original Captain Marvel from the 70s, Marvel, who as you guys know, in the comics, died of cancer in, I think, 82. And then in 84, Marvel introduced the new Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, the first woman to be Captain Marvel, and she was African-American, which was was unheard of. But fans loved her. And Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, has become a favorite of fans all over the world. Uh, You ask any Avengers fan to name their top 10 favorite Avengers, Monica Rambeau is probably going to be in there. So let me say this as we kind of go into this review. It's important to note before you see this movie, if you are a fan of the comic book Captain Marvel, that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a different canon than the comics. But one thing that the MCU has done really well is maintain the spirit of the comic series. They've maintained the spirit of the source material, if not adhering to it religiously, word by word. And in this film, they take a lot of liberties and they mash up a lot of different stories from the source material. So let me let me get this out of the way first. Spoiler alert. A lot of longtime Captain Marvel fans, a lot of longtime comic book fans are going to be very angry and very butthurt over the treatment of Marvel. Because Marvel is in this movie, but he is never Captain Marvel, and he's never a he. Annette Benning plays Marvel, who was not part of the Kree Space Force. Marvel was a Kree scientist who was working on light speed travel. And finding a way to create a light speed engine. So, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, don't listen, don't watch. Marvell was a woman played by Annette Benning. She was fantastic. And it really worked perfectly in the framework of the script and the story that was being told. But longtime comic book fans are gonna be pissed. 
kind of like they were with the Mandarin. Now, I've read a few reviews online on the Avengers Forever board, and Avengers fans seem to be okay with this liberty taken. Not everyone, but overall, most fans kind of understand what I understand, and that is that the comics have a completely different canon than the movies. And you can't you can't expect the movies to honor the canon of comics word for word. They just it just can't happen. And especially what they've done with the MCU so far, you knew there were going to be deviations, and this is one of them in Captain Marvel. So that's the first spoiler. Second spoiler, it is an origin story. Anyway, so this is a an origin story, but it doesn't start with Carol becoming Captain Marvel or getting her powers. It starts with her already having her powers, already in training to be a member of the Star Force. And she is training with uh, Yon Rog, Jude Law's character. And finally, the Supreme Intelligence decides that it's time for her to go on a mission. But here's where where we start with Carol. She doesn't know she is Carol. She's called Veers. That's her Cree name. And for all she knows, she's full Cree. But that's not true. Spoiler alert, she was born Carol Danvers on Earth, and she was abducted by the Cree. Her memories erased, and... Cree blood pumped into her, and she was given a brand new identity. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, Brie Larson, who, I again, I was trepidatious about. I wasn't sure that she would have the strength and the gravitas to play this role, did a phenomenal job. She, by the end of the movie, I was in, I completely believed that she was now the most powerful hero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yes, folks, that's what they were building to. And when you see this movie, you're going to understand why Captain Marvel being summoned by Nick Fury at the in the end credit scene of Endgame was so important. She is probably not by herself, but alongside Thor the Hulk and you know Iron Man, they're they're going to be able to take down Thanos, and I have some theories about that in a little bit. But so next spoiler alert. Yeah, the trailers and the sound bites says Randy Bynum do not do her character justice. You are absolutely right, and that's how I felt going in. I just felt like you know she was too much of a young girl to be the mighty Captain Marvel. But this movie put all of those fears aside, and and I really believe that she was who she was destined to become. So, second spoiler, Clark Gregg and Samuel L. Jackson are in the movie. Jackson is Fury, and Clark Gregg is Agent Coulson. Now, this is set, this is set in the 90s. And what they did with the age regression is scary good. Scary 
good. We've seen this done before. But this, holy cow, it is scary what they did to create a young Fury and a younger rookie Colson. That's spoiler number two. Uh, spoiler number three. Jude Law does not play Marvel. We've already talked about that. That was rumored early on, I think, to throw us off. Uh, he plays Yon Rog. And uh, let's see, Gemma Chan plays Dr. Minerva. Uh, the whole Space Force was great. Um, uh, let's see, Rune Tenta is Bron Char. The Space Force was great. They they were a cohesive fighting unit. There's one moment at the beginning where you, you know, they're on their first mission. Well, Carol's on her first mission with the Space Force that you think Dr. Minerva has just betrayed the team, but she doesn't. However, spoiler alert, she does. Actually, Jan Rog, played by Jude Law, betrays Carol, and the rest of the Space Force follows his lead. And and it was, you know, an interesting dichotomy because, like I said, I've never been a big fan of the Captain Marvel character, so I wasn't intimately familiar with the, um, with the canon of this character. So... It, that kind of took me surprised that the hero was the bad guy. But here's the fun thing. And this, I thought, was done exceptionally well. Ben Mendelsohn plays Talos, the leader of the Skrulls in this movie. And as it turns out, you think the Skrulls are the bad guys. Spoiler alert! You think the Skrulls are the bad guys, but they turn out to be the victims. They are just trying to escape Cree tyranny and claim their own homeworld. And it was funny because there were a lot of parallels. I'm I'm sure that Marvel or or you know other progressive groups would say that they were an allegory for Palestine. I didn't get that at all. I really got that they were an allegory for Israel and the Jews. The Scroll Empire, we find out, has been destroyed. We don't know how the home world is destroyed, but the Scroll Empire is scattered out throughout the universe, and they are just looking for a new home world to bring them all back, to bring their people home. So it's very allegorical to Israel and their fight against Nazi Germany to, you know, prevent extinction, because that's what is going on here. The Cree want to eliminate, they want to kill the Skrulls into, into non-existence, into extinction. And they, um, turns out they're not the bad guys. You think they are, you think they're terrorists, but everything they do is to rid themselves is to free themselves from tyranny. You know, they go in hiding, they assume other identities, they kidnap Carol to scan her memories to see if they they can get um more information. So here's 
the next spoiler. Um, they do go to Earth. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, does recover her memories eventually. Um, but we meet we meet uh, Maria Rambo, played by Lashana Lynch. And if Rambo sounds familiar, that's because I just mentioned Monica. And Monica Rambo is in this movie. She's a little girl, maybe 11, 12, maybe. And she idolizes Carol Danvers, who has been gone for six years. So she's been off Earth for six years, and now she's come back. And everyone's like, we thought you died in this plane crash. You know, where have you been? What's going on? And Monica is absolutely enamored with her aunt Carol. And she says, you know, later on in the film, after Carol becomes who she was meant to be to begin with, um, Monica says, I want to be like you, aunt Carol. And Fury says, well, you're going to have to learn how to glow like her first. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is a direct reference to, if not a scene in Endgame, at least an end credit scene where Monica will become Photon and will take the name Photon after her mother. Her mother was a, a pilot with Carol, and that was her nickname, Photon. So a lot of stuff goes on in this movie. I'm going to skip ahead, and let's just say she gets captured by the Star Force. She's bound to the supreme intelligence to re-educate her and during that encounter with the supreme intelligence she she basically gets gets the strength she what what's the word i'm looking for she she garners the strength she 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 girds herself against the supreme intelligence and there's a an inhibitor chip in her neck that's keeping her from using the full range of her powers and in the course of fighting against the supreme intelligence, she fries that chip out. She pulls it out. She has her full powers. And let me tell you what. She is bad ass. She takes out the entire Kree armada by herself because Ronan has been summoned with the accusers to wipe out Earth. She just destroys them. And Ronan realizes, oh, God, we got to get out of here. And they leave. So... We see a couple of things in this movie. We see Fury le- lose his eye, um, and it's um, it's the cat Goose, but he's not a cat. Uh, Goose is a uh, a creature. I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. He's it looks like a cat, but he's got these tentacles, and apparently, like his stomach is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Kind of this extra dimensional thing. Um, and pivotal in defeating the Krull and the Krull, the Kree, uh, army that's coming on board the ship. Oh, I forgot. So Marvell had a lab in space that was cloaked and she was developing a light speed engine. Um, and Talos said that that was what he wanted to find, but that was a lie. Um, he said he wanted to find it so that they could use it to find a new home world. They did want to find a new home world, but his reason for wanting to get on that ship and um, and 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 find the the light speed engine 
was that or find Marvell's lab was not because of the light speed engine. It was because Talos family was in hiding on that ship. Turns out Marvell was a scroll sympathizer and had helped hide the scrolls that were on Earth in her lab, cloaked in orbit around the Earth. But what we find out, and this was beautiful, this was a beautiful moment for anyone who wondered, like me, how did Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. get the Tesseract, the cosmic cube, in Avengers, the first Avengers film? You remember it opened up, they're doing tests on it. I always wondered, how did they get it? Well, this movie explains it, because that Tesseract, the Cosmic Cube, was powering that light speed engine. And it was entrusted to Fury by Carol Danvers. Um, the Grimlock, I think that's what they called the cat. The Grim, Grimlock, Grim, something like that, ingested the Cosmic Cube and took it back to Earth. And one of the end credit scenes regurgitates it onto Fury's desk. But that, that creature eats his eye out. It's it's hysterical. This movie had a very buddy cop feeling to it. Um, there were a lot of nods to Pulp Fiction and to um, Lethal Weapon. Carol and Fury were kind of the buddy cop characters, um, and then Fury, ha- you know, took Goose as his own, and and um, we saw this side of Fury we didn't know existed. Um, we learned a lot about Fury's background in this, um, a lot of uh, detail about his personal life that we've never known before. That was great. Final spoiler here. The name Avenger Initiative actually is created in this movie because Carol Danvers' pilot handle, the name on her plane, was Avenger. Carol Avenger Danvers. So... Chronologically, this fits after Captain America, First Avenger. Uh, Then you have Captain Marvel, and then you'll have Iron Man. Uh, That's the chronology. But you've got 40s, 90s, late 2000s. There's all this area to play with. And I have a few theories about that. This movie connected a lot of the MCU that had not been explored yet. Again, spoiler alert, some people are going to be upset about Marvel. Don't be. It works in the story. Just remember, comic canon is not movie canon. Um, this, this movie was phenomenal. I went in not knowing what to expect, not really enthusiastic, a lot like when I went to see Solo. And I came out of Captain Marvel absolutely thrilled with this movie. And I would put it in my top five Marvel movies. Uh, Winter Soldier is at the top. Then maybe Infinity War, Civil War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and maybe Captain Marvel. No, Thor Ragnarok is in there and then Captain Marvel. So top five or six. I didn't cover everything. I will say Ben Mendelsohn as Talos was awesome. Uh, Brie Larson was super strong as Carol Danvers. Awesome job. Gemma Chan as Dr. Minerva was perfect. And Jude Law turns out to be the villain in such a delicious way. 
even at the end, we still couldn't hate him as a villain. He was really great. Really great. Perfect for the role. You can let us know what you think by sending us an email at SerialBoxPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook at SerialBoxPodcast. Follow us on Instagram at SerialBoxPodcast. And, of course, watch our weekly videos at YouTube at Back of the Serial Box. And you can always listen every week on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in, and until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the flip side. That's going to do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, connect with us at backofthecerialbox.fun. You can leave us a voice message. We'll play it on air. You can leave us an email if you want to go old school, and you can become a contributor at Buy Me a Coffee or Patreon right there at backofthecerialbox.fun. And of course, if you love this episode, share it. Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.